Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. I am Jason. I got Riley and I got Kevin with me this week. And it is time for us to recap what happened last Saturday at the Royal Rumble. And we can also kind of talk a little bit about what happened at the Monday Night Raw following. Again, for you AEW fans, we'll probably talk maybe a little bit more than we did last week. But probably not a ton of AEW content just because there's so much going on with the WWE Royal Rumble and everything like that. We want to definitely get to that, and we try to keep the show somewhat around an hour. That way, you know, it's not terrible for you, not terrible for us, and all, all that in between. But uh, Kevin, Riley, I haven't talked to you guys really since the Rumble, so how you guys been? Good. Good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Good, 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 good. All right, cool. Kevin, how about you? We, got, we were supposed to get together for it, but you, you weren't able to come down, so we had to yeah, kind of... I'm sorry you made all that vegan chili for nothing. I know, right? And I, I'll be honest with you, Kevin, probably the best chili I've ever made in my life. Nice. It was good. I got... Even Tony liked it. Tony was like, this is really good chili. Oh, so... See? It was it was awesome chili. I don't think it had the fact... I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that it was vegan, but it was still really good chili, so... Nice. Yeah, I actually make... How I do my chili, like I like just like, um, and it's not I don't care, it's not a secret or anything, but I always loved Wendy's chili, like that was always like my one of my favorite chilies. Too sweet for me, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, as a fast food chili, it wasn't too bad, but like so I just looked up their recipe, I just replaced the meat, mm. and every, everything else is fine. So like that's how I always make my chili, but um, yeah, um, I'm sure it was good. So yeah, sorry, uh, life gets in the way and. Like I said, Ava was at a uh, show choir competition where she had to be there at she had to be at the school at six thirty in the morning and went to North Royalton and was there. Actually, got back. Oh, she texted me literally five minutes after. Oh, oh, <laughs> after the men's rumble match. And that she was like almost home. So, you know, you know, Kevin, I would imagine anybody listening to this right now has probably seen or at least knows who won the Royal Rumble. So I don't think you're spoiling anything. By saying I, I, think it's, I, I think it's, I think it's just a force of habit. <laughs> so shell shocked from trying to not spoil stuff from Michael. You know, you're right. So, yeah, yeah, very true. Um, yeah, so it was a long day for her, and then she had 101 fever next day. So, oh, well, that sucks. Uh, yeah. Uh, but she was fine after the day. I just I think everything caught up to her. So, um, but yeah, I did at least not have to pause it or take a break. That's cool. Um, but yeah. All right. And Riley, you watched the Rumble at home. Any? Uh, how, how was your viewing experience? Did you have some good food or anything? Or um, probably. I just don't remember. <laughs> So this might be a spoiler was, podcast for Riley. Maybe he doesn't remember I, I was, the matches. I, I was so focused on the rumble that I probably ate food. I just don't know why. Okay. All right. All right. I'll tell you what, somebody, somebody on one of the fan pages I saw somewhere on Facebook, or just a random wrestling one or whatever, was talking about the rumble. And it was, actually, it was cool because they were like, you know, um, I loved it. They're like, you know, loved it. It was on a Saturday night and they made like, this they like posted a picture like they're huge like basically just they just made nothing but appetizers and stuff so mm-hmm. it, it it shows you like you know between wrestlemania and like rumble and big events like that like 
it's almost you know how much Super Bowl esque it is, and um, although it was the most random appetizer <laughs> sampler ever. I think it was like crinkle fries and chicken nuggets and like empanadas and tostados and yeah, bit odd, but hey, good on them. Teach her own, right? Yeah. All right, all right. Well, yeah, so, you know, Royal Rumble happened last Saturday, so we're a little bit late kind of talking about it, reacting with it. We didn't do any type of emergency podcast or anything like that. The show kicked off with the women's rumble, which actually I thought I thought was structured and done very well. I thought the women's rumble. No, the show kicked off with the return of Pat McAfee. My Mr. fault. Pat McAfee. Sorry. Yes. One one more time. That was actually great. I love Corey's reaction to that. Like, cause that the same thing Always. happened last last year too. It was it was pretty much the um, now. So he showed up on that show, but then he showed up on Monday Night Raw. Because I guess the commentary teams, because they got rid of Kevin Patrick, are going to be mixed up a little bit. His appearance on Raw was not a one-off. He is, no, as of now, he is on he's Raw, on Raw as, a, yeah, as the commentator. So I thought that was... And they didn't say anything about that during the Rumble. So that I don't know if that happened sometime in between there uh, or, or not. But it, I, I felt... It was all planned, I think. but And then they... They made the the announcement Official on Monday, Monday night. Yeah. yeah. Right. How about Wade Barrett and Corey Graves on SmackDown? So is that official then? Because it sounds yeah. like they're going to give Corey a chance to be the lead commentator, which I think yeah. is interesting that he's going to be more the play-by-play guy now. Yeah, I um, yeah, that will be interesting. You know, you know what, what's going to remind me of is almost like I'm not saying like talent wise same level wise but it's going to be like kind of like jr and tony shivani calling matches yeah you know what i mean just because they're both league guys but yet they kind of feed off each other whereas like wade and Corey are like color guys you know what i mean so like maybe that's how they're going to kind of do it kind of play off each other yeah so I don't mind it's going to be money. yeah it's going to be interesting i can't wait to see what they do they they both have the tendencies of both of lead yep. lead comments and color comments mm-hmm. you know what i mean so no i'm all for it yeah yeah me too i, I think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be fun and Corey kind of t- tends to take the lead anyway it seemed like especially mm-hmm. with with patrick and byron sometimes like he he almost steps on them on occasion and and tries to call moves and stuff like that so maybe it'll be more of a natural transition for him than what we think it will be so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. But I like McAfee being on Raw. I know Riley, you, you you've said before that McAfee is not your most favorite person in the world, but he he's grown on me. I hate to say that he's grown on me, but he has a little bit. Yeah. And it did yeah, seem like it did seem like during the Rumble and even a little bit Monday night, he was still off, maybe trying to find his footing. Like I can imagine mm-hmm. with everything going on with what he's doing in college football, maybe he's not able to keep on top of the product the way that he did before. So while before he had a very strong knowledge of what was going on on the day-to-day, I, I think it's going to maybe take a couple of weeks for him to get his footing and kind of f- figure out what's going on, yeah. you know, from a day-to-day standpoint. So He was definitely better on Monday. And, and honestly, during Rumble, he didn't have to. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, he, he was able to kind of just do... It almost reminded me of... Like, 
in the past how many years like when he you know when he would come back we would be king mm-hmm. you know what i mean like king was kind of up up on stuff but not really and would try to throw in his 1998 one-liners and stuff like that but you're kind of like well okay we kind of always talk about but most people are listening like what wait what you know what i mean like that humor yeah. maybe didn't like settle in so it was almost like he's trying to get back his footing but yeah no nah, no nah, I, I like i mean I like McAfee. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do too. I, McAfee's McAfee's awesome, man. I, I I can't say enough good things about him. So I, I think it's gonna be fun him Cole and him being back together, and and um, we'll just see what happens. If you man. want if you want any, any indication how great Pat McAfee is, watch him on college game day before the SEC championship troll the fucking Georgia fans. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Pat McAfee. Or just watch some of his football highlights of, of him goof, oh, yeah. goofing off on punts and, like, hitting people and, you know, the when he would do the golf swing and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. dude's 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 always been a character since – Give me Alabama. Uh, <laughs> I, you, you know, it, and it's funny, too, because when you're, when you're in the NFL, most people, unless they play for your team, don't know punters and kickers throughout the league. You know what I mean? Like, fantasy football's maybe helped with kickers, but, I mean, can you l- literally name 10 punters for me throughout the NFL right now? Oh, right now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, McAfee was a guy that even though he didn't play for your team, you knew who he was. You know what I mean? Like, I had heard of Pat McAfee. I had seen him in Colts games, and I'm like, what the fuck is up with this guy? You know what I mean? Like, chasing down Josh Cribs and and stuff. Like, he just – and they would run fake punts and stuff with him. So, it's like you knew who Pat McAfee was, even though you didn't didn't necessarily follow the the Colts. And you can't really say that about a lot of punters in, in the NFL. You know, most of them don't have that kind of that kind of swagger that you're like, oh, who is this guy? You know what I mean? But, yeah, but nobody would know about him without Peyton Manning on the Colts. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> Actually, what won it, what won him over for me, is the Men's Royal Rumble. Yeah, when he yep. when he got in and got out. <laughs> yep. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But that was that was pretty funny. Uh, but the show kicked off with the women's rumble, so we'll, we'll start there with with kind of our recap. So with the women's rumble, it opened up with Bailey coming out first, which I, I think that was that's not correct. Oh no, it wasn't Bailey. Sorry, it was Natalia. Bailey came out third. Yeah. Sorry, my fault. Yeah. So it opened up with Natalia coming out first, and Natalia then was followed by. Uh, who was it? I got actually Naomi. 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 Yeah, the surprise yeah. of Naomi. So I, I think, you know, Naomi was somebody that was definitely rumored to be in it. So it, it was a little bit of a shock, but not really a lot of a shock. But I know for my daughter, Lily, who's a fan, when she heard the music hit, she got super excited because she doesn't pay attention to any of the rumor and innuendo and things like that. So she got uh, she got pretty excited when she came out, but it was definitely good seeing Naomi back, and she lasted a hell of a long time in that rumble. She was in there for over an hour. The only person that outlasted her was Bailey by about a minute. When Bailey, with Bailey getting the win, so uh, that kind of crazy for her to be in there for an hour, right? Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I- I mean, she she broke Rhea Ripley's record for about thirty seconds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> until Bailey did. Until yeah, until yeah. Bailey said it. Um, 
And then uh, the, the next big surprise came at number five, and this is one that I did not see coming because I didn't hear anything about her being there. And and if 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 I were to pick a TNA knockout to be in the Rumble, I would not have thought it would be Jordan Grace because she's never had any type of contact with WWE in the past. You know, it's not like Mickey James who had been there before, Naomi who had been there before, anything like that. So I was really shocked to see. I, I was pleasantly shocked to see Jordan Grace in there, and she got a lot of time. Man, she made an impact with her time there in the Rumble. What'd you guys think of Jordan Grace? Yeah, it was awesome. Like I, I kind of knew it was. It was funny because they, you know, there was that huge. I mean, people didn't talk about it. Like almost like confirming she was going to be in it. She tried to like fake people out, like sending videos from home, like during the day, and like she lives nowhere near Tampa. Um, so they must have been old videos or something like that, just to try to throw people off. Mm. But um, yeah, if you're gonna have somebody, I mean, I, I, I love that. Not only that, but like in, like in Triple H's press conference, like he put her over. He really he did. didn't put over. Yeah. He, yeah, he put and he thanked TNA. He didn't put over like, you know, them or like WWE and like, okay, yeah, we had this person from this other company or whatever. Like he basically said, you know, what awesome talent, you know, they're great. You know, basically like they're champion. They're great champion. Thank you to them. So. You know, I love it because, like, and the funny thing is, too, is, like, he, he shit on the whole Forbidden Door thing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Saying he hates that term and stuff, yeah. which is kind of, you know, the truth. But, I mean, who knows? Like, maybe there could be some kind of, because I know Jordan Grace, like, went on and offered for, like, somebody, like, who was it, Bianca Belair, to show up on, you know, their show mm-hmm. sometime. So, I mean, it just, it, it does nothing. It, it, if both are smart, it, it, you could do a little bit here and there. Like, and there's no reason you can't, you know what I mean? Like they did it back in the early nineties with like, <clears throat> with Smoky mountain wrestling and some other thing, you know what I mean? Like Shawn Michaels and the undertaker went down to Smoky mountain wrestling, you know what I mean? And mm. like wrestled on those lowly shows and stuff, you know what I mean? And like those guys came on the WWE. So there's no reason you can't, like people talk about forbidden doors. Well, you know, like WWE's been doing it for years. Right. You know, what I mean, they did it with ECW and stuff. So there's no reason they can't. And yeah. it's only it's only good for both of them. You know, what I mean, like ratings wise, money wise, like there's there's no like bad like obviously blood between anybody in either company. You know, what I mean, especially mm-hmm. with especially with WWE having Nick Aldis and with Mickey and all those ties and whoever else. You know, what I mean, and like. And plus, you know, Dixie Carter, even though she's not really with TNA anymore, but like between Bruce Pritchard and knows this person, that person, everything, like, um, you know, it, it just does nothing but good. But yeah, it was like you said, it was it wasn't just like she just came in and was only in there for like five minutes or something like that. Like she she showed off like what a powerhouse she is, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and was in there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She had to have been there for at least thirty minutes or more. I mean, when you when you think about like some of these women that were in the Rumble, like I, I even Lily made a comment. I mean, you had Jordan Grace, who's just an absolute beast. You had Jade, who you know we'll get to in a minute, but my God, did she look amazing? Then you had you know um, you had uh, Ivy Nile. 
You had Bianca, just all these women that are just like freaking chiseled and built like statues that are ridiculously strong, holding people over their heads and stuff like that. Just absolutely crazy. And I guess while we're at it, I mean, let's let's talk about it. Jade Cargill finally made her debut, which we, we thought would happen in the Royal Rumble, but you never really know. And it did, and she impressed, man. Like, she looked like she belonged. And the interaction she had with Bianca, just just a, how they set up the potential matches for her going forward with Bianca and Nia and Becky. Like, they did a great job of, like, introducing her to all these characters. And I'll tell you right now, I, I know they probably, like, it wasn't all her, but, like, kudos to Nia Jax, because I guarantee you Nia Jax was like, yeah, give her to me, I'll put her over right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and what better way to... But not only that, like, Jay Cargo, like, I, I know, like, stuff was set up and stuff were great, but, like, she didn't, like, blink an eye. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't, like, blow up. She didn't, like... I didn't really see her flub up or anything. She got to the final three. And that, like... Not that we're going to talk about like every entry and everything, the whole match, but like, let's fit like f- to me for the women's match. Once you got through like the first, like, you know, once you had to Jordan Grace and a few other entrants or whatever, it did hit a lull in the middle, mm. which that's expected. That's going to happen. But then once you got like, but then once Jay Cargo came in, the fucking business picked up. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely love the women's rumble match. Like, probably my match in the night honestly and especially once jay came in and the spots with naya and just the finish too yeah especially once you got to those final three i thought it was done so well so not not, not even the final three i think the final five yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, that. that that spot at for the final five i really enjoyed that and just just yeah. with tiffany stratton and uh, Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. The hair pull. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was a lot of fun. How about Kyrie when she got eliminated, when she was like Spider-Man holding on to the ring apron with her feet and everything? How crazy. I, I can't believe she held that for as long as she did. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, I don't and know. And then if... I. Go ahead, Ryan. If it was supposed to happen, if she was supposed to pulled back in or if she was actually supposed to fall i have no idea yeah it's hard to say like who knows where that was supposed to have gone like that that is insane i i I, i'm a little disappointed in all of that i thought this would be a perfect perfect opportunity for damage control to turn on bailey yeah yeah like her Oh, yeah. Her facial expression when they came out, like, what is she doing here? Mm-hmm. And then Kyrie came out and just, I don't know. And she saved them a couple, of, but there was definitely some storytelling yeah. in there, though, that, you know, they say she saved them. They didn't really go out of their way to save her. And then they got eliminated. And she's like, well, what's the plan? Like, I thought we would have a plan or something along those lines. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they did a good job with that. And then her showing up on Raw, too to you know potentially challenge Rhea but then kind of backing out of it thanks to Nia Jax I thought was kind of interesting as well Which was like kind of weird like I don't yeah know yeah was... I you know I I think I think the I think the problem is they don't want to tip their hand right now because you saw the the promo with Seth and Cody 
And now everybody's like, oh, yep, see, they're, you know, they're, give, they're, they're put, posh, pushing him off the Seth, so he's not going to get his rematch against Rome. You know what I mean? Like, it's, they're, they're trying, I think they're trying to muddy the waters, just, just like they did with the Royal Rumble. I told you guys, it was all you're, bullshit. You're just jumping way too far. Oh, I'm sorry. Right I guess I am. All right. We'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll keep going with the women. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, and then, uh, so then the other surprise then towards the end of it, I mean, we had a couple NXT, like Roxanne Perez came up from NXT. Then we had Tiffany Stratton. So we had two NXT. And then um, I think the, the biggest surprise then at the end was Liv Morgan coming back from injury. I don't think anybody had Liv Morgan. You know, she wasn't even on our radar. We didn't have her as a surprise entrant. We didn't have her as somebody that could potentially win it. Like, I don't think we saw Liv Morgan at all. And um, I thought that, oh, dude, I thought the stuff they did with Chelsea Green was awesome, too, when she just basically just kept getting squashed over and over and oh, over yeah. again. <laughs> Did she almost get eliminated right away, too? Yes, yeah. They yes, tried to throw yeah. her out, and then she got back, then they tried to throw yeah. her out again. There was one time where she got thrown out, but Piper caught her and then put her back in. And I oh, think yeah, there was yeah. another time, too, where somebody else caught her or she somehow didn't hit all the way on the floor and, and managed to get herself back in, too. So... Chelsea was wildly entertaining throughout that entire thing. So I, I really enjoyed Chelsea Green in the Rumble. Um, but uh, so and Bailey ended up getting the win. So not only did Bailey get the win, she also had the most eliminations with eight. So I, I, I went and looked back. Like Naya had seven. Bailey ended up and, having eight and, eliminations. And lasted the longest. Too. And she lasted the longest. Yeah. So she won it. Lasted the longest and had the most eliminations. So I had her winning. None of us had her with most eliminations. And I I don't think, yeah, I don't think anybody had her as lasting the longest and nobody had her as most eliminations. So, um, so there really wasn't, it's hard to say who the final four was, though. Because it really came down to like a final three. It was Liv Bailey and was it uh, Jade? Yeah, Tiffany oh, Stratton would Tiffany Stratton would technically be the final four because Bianca hit feet first. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So I had Bailey and I had Jade, but I did not have the other two. Um, let's see who's the middle. Kevin, you had Bailey. And that's it. And Riley, you had Bailey and Jade as well. So I guess we technically got two points on that. And Kevin had one. So, and then, you know, Bailey ended up getting the win. So no Sasha Banks, which, you know, still unclear what she's going to do, right? We don't know where, where Mercedes is going as of yet. Uh, Becky, still some decent storytelling with that. So her... Her issues with Nia could keep going. She also had some issues with Jade in the Rumble. So there's definitely some stories for her to kind of lead into WrestleMania. But I'm sure we probably have an Elimination Chamber. That's that's going to... They're probably not going to answer a lot of questions till after Elimination Chamber, I feel like. I feel like we're, we're not going to know Cody's answer for sure. Well, I, I'm jumping ahead again. So we probably won't know Bailey's answer for sure because I'm sure on SmackDown tomorrow something's going to happen which damage control to, to Riley's point that, that may kind of muddy that water for her. Yeah. Well, don't they want... I would think they want some kind of decision just so they know, like, who these chamber matches are going to be. 
for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bailey Bailey said she was making her decision Friday. Yeah. So I got to wonder what's going to happen between now and then or what's going to happen on Friday that potentially leads to a, a match with, with EO. As and maybe, to, and maybe, we, maybe we can end, before we end the show, a little prediction of who and where because I think I have some ideas okay. of who and what. So. Okay. And then as far as the um, as far as the surprises, I, I had I put the over under at that at five. And technically if you count Liv Morgan, if you count Jordan Grace, Naomi, and then I, I guess you could ca- count Jade, that only put it at four. Unless I'm forgetting somebody. I don't think I am though. Naomi, Jordan Grace. I mean I mean as far as like big surprise I mean Live and the, the biggest surprise was there wasn't a lot of surprises. Yeah, that's true. Like, but they're really for the men's through, like, Yeah, like the women's roster has grown so big mm-hmm. that you don't need all those like they did that first year, even the second year, even last year. Mm-hmm. Like right now, their roster is so stacked that uh, they don't really need any surprises. Yeah, and when you think about it too, with, with the exception last year, with the exception of Michelle McCool, really, you know, I think you had Lita and Trish that showed up in it, but they were a part of the storyline going forward, going into WrestleMania. So it's like they didn't go away; they stayed as a part of the show. So I, I don't think, um, yeah, to your point, I think the roster is just so strong, and, and that and that became evident in the men's too, because the men's roster is really strong right now as well. So there was only one surprise really in the men's and there was no legends or anybody that came back because they really didn't need it. And and honestly, the, I, I think we said the same thing about the men's rumble last year, because with the exception of, I think, Carlito, I don't recall there really being too many surprises in the men's rumble last year either. Um, That's a hard. It's so hard to think back to that. Yeah, yes, I mean, I, I, I can maybe maybe I can pull it up later towards the end of the show once we, once we kind of get through this. But so Bailey ends up getting the win. So Bailey, congratulations to her. That was my pick to win, and then that was also Kevin's wild card winner was Bailey. So I guess you got you got a point for being your wild card winner. And then um, we we all said either a push or over on the surprises. So I'll have to maybe lower that for next year. And then after that, we had the U.S. Championship match, which, you know, Logan Paul did get the win, which we were all correct there, but it was by DQ because Kevin Owens I don't, the Brad Knucks. I don't think that was the next match. I think the uh, four-way was next. Was it? I thought the four-way was after that. No, I think that was second. Oh, oh you're right. Yeah, all yeah, right. The four-way was second. All right, the four-way was second, which I was honestly really surprised by. I was really shocked that the four-way would go second. I thought it Pro- would either open probably- it. Or be last. Probably, probably because they wanted the Rumbles to open and close, and they wanted to get to the end thing with Roman being in the box. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I did like that he, he was in one box, Seth was in the other. I did think that was kind of cool how they did that. Yeah. That was that was, that was was different. So, okay. So, Fatal 4-Way was next. Roman most pose. We all called it. I mean, it was, you know, it, it was a fun. It was what it was. It was what it was. Like it, it, yeah. Go ahead. What wasn't anything. What what wasn't anything special? What well, wasn't horrible? It it just was. Yes. And I think because you all know what the outcome of it was going to be, takes away from that match. 
like even though like oh my goodness they randy might win no he's he's not going to i mean when he hit the rko i mean it it, it looked like it for a second yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that that rko almost had me thinking oh my gosh it's 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 gonna happen but it was uh it was crazy <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, LA Knight really didn't have much of a chance. I mean, not that he had a bad showing. And it really wasn't, like, a standout match for any of them. Like, none of them really, like, stole the show. You know, of course you had the interference from the bloodline because, you you know, Roman can't just win something clean. They didn't really play into the finish, though, but it they stopped him from, from getting pinned a couple of times. So Yeah. Especially after that, that RKO and all that. But um, let's see. And then we had the U.S. Championship match, which I already talked about a second ago. I thought that match was actually pretty good. It, it was a good storytelling, and it's probably going to lead to a second match with them. But, you know, KO, KOing Logan Paul with the brass knucks and the referee catching it. You, you know, I, Kevin Owens, he's been doing some dastardly things for a long time. You think that he would know to tuck the nut, the knucks in tuck the tights. Yeah. <laughs> You got to tuck the knucks, right? I mean, come on. That's a rookie mistake. You don't leave them on your – even Logan Paul knows you got to hide the knucks. Come on, Kevin. You're better than that, man. You're better than that. Kevin Owens, not you, Kevin. I mean, you're better than that too, but I'm I'm specifically speaking to KO there. So. Yeah, that's the only – I I did not see Logan Paul coming out with the uh, glow-in-the-dark mango flavor prime, so – I was gonna, I was gonna say the lemonade flavor, but no, that wasn't a prop bet. But <laughs> or it's green apple. It's green apple. It's like it's actually pretty good. I've tried it. I could care less. Anyway, Riley, what were you saying? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. After that. I, I think I picked the blue bottle. I don't know the flavor. Yeah, yeah. The match, Riley. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh okay. yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know, Kevin, that one's knows better. I don't like how that finished. Yeah, but I, I we all knew that. You no, know, Logan Paul is gonna win. I just by hook or crook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you knew it wasn't gonna be clean, but didn't know what it would be. But that whole thing again, with his, like, his like, friend too was yeah. just really weird and drawn. Like that that yeah, whole thing took way odd. too long. <laughs> It was kind of odd. But, I don't know. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to up your right? No, that, that that's basically it. Just, I, I didn't like the ending of it. I thought they could have done it better. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They definitely could have done it better. I mean, it just, you know, maybe it just took Theory and Waller way too long to come out. I, I don't know. Just the whole thing just kind of felt a little clunky to me. It just, it was uh, just kind of weird how it was set up. Uh, at the very least, let the ref catch him, hitting him with the knucks, that yeah. with the pin. Yeah. I mean, they should have just had Logan hit him with the knucks and Logan get the pin. Yeah. At that point, probably would have been uh, probably would have been better. But all right. So then, after that, we had the men's Royal Rumble, and the men's Royal Rumble. Dude, as soon as Jay Uso's music hit to kick it off, I was like, oh, shit, Jimmy's going to be second. Why did we not think of that? Why did we not think that that was going to be what happened? Like, you that know, was what was going through my was, mind the whole time. The thing was, Jason, is like, 
I want to say either that night or maybe the next day, honestly. And I was about to like text you or bug you because yeah, I already pissed you off of all my <laughs> side bets. <laughs> but I honestly, there were so many different things I wish I could have changed my answers to. And this was one of them because I, I just had a feeling in my head, like as soon as like when um, Jimmy pulled his number, I was like, oh man. Yeah, I guarantee he got one or two, which means Jay's going to be one or two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so that was definitely one thing that I was like, man. Well, but then truth threw everybody off though, because at the the well, and we didn't even talk about oh truth showing up in the women's oh, yeah. rumble. Like, like what the? Fuck? That was awesome. It was That's fantastic. But then you knew where he was in the men's rumble. But throughout the entire yeah. night, he really was. He was. Yeah, he was. He was number yeah. twenty-seven. He was in the men's rumble too. No, I know, but he was, but he was a different number though. He wasn't, no, he, he was wasn't. the same number. It was the same number. It was, he like was 20, tw- twenty-two. He was or twenty-four something. in both of them. Yeah, no, I twenty-four. Thought 20, I thought it was twenty-five in the women's. No, twenty-four. Yeah, whatever Valhalla. it was, it was the, it was the same number yeah. because I remember us sitting around going, "Oh, here comes our truth," and then his music hit because so we knew which number it was. But it was just funny because he he acted like he didn't like his number when he drew it on SmackDown. And then before the show started, Peter Rosenberg was like going around backstage and interviewing people. And he found truth in the batting cages, going through baseballs, trying to pick a different number. (laughs) Cause he didn't like the one he got last night. So we're thinking, Oh, he's got an, I should have known better because it was our truth, but I was like, Oh, maybe he's got a shitty number. Maybe he'll be one of the first ones. And then he ended up coming out of 25 in the women's rumble. And you're like, what the hell? But dude, his interaction with Pierce in the back too afterwards was great. Like it was just freaking hilarious, man. The funny thing is when he was going through the baseballs, it'd been so much funnier if he was in there taking batting practice saying he was getting ready for the home run derby. Or like that. <laughs> yes. Dude, but when he came in and he was looking for the hot tag from Dominic. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then Dom gives it to him. That was the best part. Yeah. At first, he didn't Dom. want to have anything to do I'm with like, it. Then he's like, oh, yeah. But Dom, like, Dom did the jumping. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. That's tremendous. Like, yes. That's that's fucking entertainment right there, man. It, it really was. I mean, that was, that was probably the best. That was probably the best, like, the most entertaining thing that happened in the men's by far. But you got Jimmy and Jay that opened it up. And then... You know, that kind of that story kind of continued throughout the whole thing. Like, I definitely think they're leading to Jimmy and Jay at Mania. It's got to be, right? I mean, at this point, it, um, it, it has to be Jimmy versus Jay at Mania. Possibly. I, I don't know. Okay. I, they, I, I feel like they're going to give, uh, I, I always give him Jay versus Gunther. And he's going to be the one that takes the title off of Gunther. See, my thought is that Jimmy cost Jay the match. The title? Yeah. Cut, then that that's at what it's el- At Elimination Chamber? Yes. At Elimination Chamber? Yes. That That's my thought is that... Okay. Is that Jay will, you know, because it, it would have to be at something where they're yeah. all there. And I, and I think, you know, Roman will put in his ear, well, your brother's got a chance at the IC championship. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Something like that. And then that's going to lead Jay to, to costing Jimmy a shot at the title 
or his shot at the title, and then that's going to lead to their match. Like that's okay. that's how I see it coming. I don't hate that. Okay, all right. all right. I got some ideas up here. Sometimes they hit. We'll see. <laughs> it's all going to depend on not to jump ahead, but I just want because Riley brings up an interesting point, though. Like it just all depends on how many matches they're going to do each night. Yeah, and you got to figure. Okay, let's say with Triple H and everything, he's going to do six matches a night. Let's just say I know that's a little low, maybe. But it's realistic. So it's just a matter of like, okay, what are the 12 most important type matches that could be out there or whatever? Mm -hmm. So I could see, I could honestly see that. I could see Jay possibly in some kind of title picture and maybe like Jimmy, like not doing anything. I don't know. Okay. You're you're talking about for WrestleMania? WrestleMania, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm pulling up WrestleMania 39 real quick just to see how many matches were scheduled night one and night two. So night one you had one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, this thing froze on me. Seven. Seven matches night one. Night two had one, two, three, four, five, six. Six matches night two, with one of them being Roman. So his entrance took up the time for the seventh match. No, I'm not saying it couldn't be a possibility. I I do like the idea of it. Um, And and that would be a good setup for Mm. it. So I'm kind of costing. So I guess it just depends on, you know, where they want to go with Jay. Yeah. Because the thing is, you get somebody on Raw, you get somebody on SmackDown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so are they still going to keep things separate or what? You know what I mean? Like, well, a lot of it has, I, I think has to do with what they're going to do with Gunther now too, with the, with the title picture. But we'll talk about that more once we, once we get through the rumble, like what they're going to do with the world championship. But, you know, so just going through though, the big surprise in the, the men's rumble was the return of Andrade, Elidio or however you say that. Uh, Charlotte's husband, uh, who was, getting tanned up by his wife before he walked out if you saw the picture of that but you know Andrade coming out I think I think a lot of people expected him to be back in WWE maybe not necessarily this quick because he literally just finished up with AEW not even 30 days ago and he showed up in the Royal Rumble which is which is huge and there's a lot of rumors that Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy could possibly be following him out the door I don't know if you guys have heard anything about that at all but it sounds like they're their contracts are close to being up and there's a possibility that they could be, you know, cause I mean, look at it from the, the standpoint, black's wife works there, Zelina Vega, and then buddy Murphy and Rhea Ripley are getting married. Rhea, you know, Rhea's not going anywhere. Like these women aren't leaving yeah. to go to, to go to AW. So <laughs> it stands the reason that they probably would end up coming back. Oh, absolutely. You know, I want, triple, you know uh, yeah. everybody's going to take him back in a heartbeat, especially out of Black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Riley, you saying uh, you want Alistair Black back? Alistair Black I'll, I'll back. take him take him both back. Yeah. I like them both. So, he'll go, so he would go back to Ma- uh, Malachi Black, right? Well, no. He's Malachi Black now. He would go back to Alistair Black. Alistair oh, Black. Yeah, okay, Alistair yeah, Black was his yeah. WWE name. Yeah, Malachi. Okay, thank is, you. Or, you could, I mean, you could just call him Tommy End, because that's what he was on the Indies, I guess. But, um, no, I'll go back to Alistair. Yeah. 
But he's so. It, it, but it's it's interesting to me though because it seems like because the House of Black is is kind of the they're kind of a target of some heat right now in AEW. Apparently, they had a a, a match on Collision the same day as the Royal Rumble. It was like an elimination cage match with FTR and Daniel Garcia versus the Kings yep. of the Black Throne or the the House of Black, and and evidently. So the match got changed to um, escape the cage to be eliminated or something like that. And and a lot of people are saying that's because Murphy and Alistair or Malachi didn't want to do jobs. Because, you know, supposedly they might be on their way out or something like that. They didn't want to take the pinfall so that it changed. But now people within AEW have come out and said that that's bullshit. They... The match was always supposed to be that way. The rules were always that, you know, from the beginning. Maybe it wasn't communicated well on TV, which that doesn't surprise me because they do a really bad job of communicating stuff sometimes. But and especially because they don't promote very well within like they don't promote well for collision on dynamite and vice versa. You know, they'll talk a little bit about like a match, but not it's not promoted to like showing like clips and different things like that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but it sounds like they, they may be on their way back. I don't know if you guys heard anything. I, for, for what I know, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of AEW, but from what I knew, it was an escape the cage match. It okay. wasn't that all, all three had to escape. Okay. So I don't know if that was actually how it was or not, but that's how I remember hearing it when they presented it. And that shit confuses me. That confuses me too because it's like if you have like some sort of tag match where you have to escape the cage, if you get out of the cage but your teammate does not, then that leaves your teammate on like a two or three on one and like it leaves your team at a disadvantage because you you're out and safe. Like that just never made sense to me the logic behind yeah. that, but I don't know. <laughs> I I because like I'll play WWE 2K and I'll have that match come up where it's yeah. an elimination cage match and the one uh, the one guy I just let go out because now I got two on one versus the other guy so it's like why, yeah. <laughs> why would I why would I keep him in there all right go ahead and climb out I don't need you in here um let's see Braun Breaker had a huge huge Royal Rumble so supposedly remember you said. The Pat McAfee spot we thought was Lesnar. Apparently, the Braun Breaker entrant was supposed to be Lesnar's spot. Yeah, that, that came from and Meltzer, all... and I think it's bullshit, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that from Meltzer. It, it, it originated from Meltzer. Meltzer, Meltzer had posted, it was like the, the day after the Rumble, or it might have even been the same day as the Rumble. Oh, Braun Breaker came in for Brock Lesnar. That was supposed to be Lesnar who did all that, who eliminated that, that, that. I mean, maybe, maybe, and I, I don't mean to kind of step on what you're saying, but, and, and then Alvarez was the one who backed them up. I, I just, I don't believe it. It The McAfee, because when you listen to McAfee, did, I don't know if you heard McAfee's show, he had no idea he was going to be in the Rumble till his music hit. He had no clue, and that's why he looked really awkward when he first kind of walked up, and then he was like, just going to not even enter, but then he was like, wait a minute. 
I'm not going to be that guy. And then he got back in and then saw Breaker and Omos standing there and was like, all right, never mind. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, but he so, could be working, though. He could be, yeah. Uh, I mean, but... Because supposedly that that spot was supposed to be him face-to-face with Lesnar. Yeah. And eliminate himself, too. So, yeah. And, and maybe, and maybe it was, but like I, I don't know. Like I feel like it's it does it does make sense because if McAfee was in and out right away, like I don't think Lesnar would have been in and out right away. Especially yeah. if you think about all the timing and everything and spot by spot that they do with it, like it does make more sense. Well, that... my thought process is when they decided not to have Lesnar in, they reordered how they did things. Like maybe Breaker getting the Omos elimination and all that, maybe that stuff does happen because because Brock's not in it. But I truly believe that Brock was supposed to have, like, McAfee, like, had Brock, I, I, I really honestly believe had Brock been there, McAfee would not have been in the Rumble. Because that's basically saying Breaker wouldn't have been in the Rumble had Brock been there, and I don't think that's true. I feel like Breaker would have been in the Rumble regardless. Like, I think that was a coming out from, you know what I mean? Like, you, you had to have somebody from NXT in it. You had Carmelo, obviously, but you had to have one other person you know, there was two women from there's Stratton and Roxanne Perez in the women's. There was Carmelo and Breaker. They're the top, you know, you had the top two women in NXT, top two guys in NXT. I mean, it makes sense. He was going to be in that rumble no matter what. Now, did who he eliminated and things like that change because Brock wasn't going to be in it? Yeah, probably. But I don't think that thing with McAfee happens if Brock Lesnar is there to be in the rumble. See, I, I think that. Omos replaced Brock Lesnar. Okay, so you and, think Omos wouldn't have been in it had Brock been there? Yeah, and I think everything would have happened pretty close to the same way. I think um, Breaker would have eliminated Brock Lesnar. Okay, okay. I mean, and I, I could... think Pat, Pat McAfee would have done the exact same thing no matter who it was. Okay. So See, you, you, I think I think Gunther would have eliminated Lesnar, and you were going to get Gunther and Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think that could have been a, a distinct possibility. And then Gunther, too. And Gunther going over on Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure they rearranged stuff uh, for sure because it, all indications point that Lesnar was supposed to be there, but you know, due to the send people off allegations, it um, <laughs> or on. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know what they say, better be pissed off than be pissed on. Bitch. Austin's <laughs> pissing on the Enforcer. Um, anyway. Um, Bitch. Too soon, guys. Too soon. I, 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 I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, man. Lost my complete train of thought now. Thank you. Um, all right. So Cody Sorry, came Jason, in. We're shitting, we're shitting all over your format here. This this and is I, a family show, and I still have to try to perform. The fuck <laughs> it is. Sorry. Sorry, I, <laughs> I didn't say what type of family. Family with these nuts. <laughs> I think you. That's did. a very disgruntled family. I think you missed what I said. Any listeners got kids out there? <laughs> Guess what? I don't give a shit about your kids. <laughs> oh God! I All right. Kids. Okay. So anyway, I got kids. <sighs> All right, so Cody came in about halfway through. Uh, he was number he was number fifteen. Uh, Dominic, man, the sea of booze. So exactly halfway through. 
Yeah, the Sea of Booze when Dominic came out was pretty, was pretty, was pretty epic. That was a, it was great. So I'm just, I'm just trying to get at, us back on the track. Yeah, at, right? at, uh, at number fifteen, when Cody comes out. I looked over at Maria and I said, "Oh shit, I know who number thirty is." And I said, "Who number thirty was going to be?" Really? Yep. Wow. You guessed that, and uh, I'm like, man, I wish, like, I actually thought this stuff through. I just threw out names when we did the predictions. Yeah. But if I really would have thought of it, I'm like, oh my goodness, this was so obvious of who it was going to be. And it might not have been 15, but it was right there in in the middle of. Was, any, was, any, was anybody else hoping number 30 was going to be MJF? Because I sure as hell was. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Which no, I wanted to be Stone Cold. Right. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I you know, it, it just... Yeah. So, you know, Punk came out at the, the number 27, and then he had McIntyre. Because I was like, okay, so Punk's out. We have McIntyre, and then who, who else? So then Ricochet comes out at 28. Then McIntyre comes out at 29. I'm like, who the fuck is left? Like, this has got to be somebody big. And then it ended up being Sami Zayn. I love Sami Zayn. I'm glad Sami Zayn's back. And I think the crowd was, like, happy to see Sami Zayn. But the crowd also was, like, expecting something bigger than Sami Zayn. And that's mm-hmm. no disrespect to oh, Sami. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it just was, like, one of those things where it was, like, uh, oh, but it's Sami. Sami's the, back. <laughs> yeah. There was no it, no surprises. Yeah. And I, and, and I get it because, like, let, let's, let's say if you had – if it was MDF, just theoretically speaking, yeah, he doesn't win. That crowd goes to shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I get it. Like, if you notice, like between last year and this year, not a lot of crazy surprises, right? Because it seems like he's focusing. Okay, the focus should be on who's going to win, not these big surprise. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Now, if if MJF were to be in it, he would have had to come in early and have a good showing, and then get it kind of like what like what happened with Jordan Grace or even Naomi. Yeah. You know, what I mean, somebody like debuting or returning, or even AJ Styles when he when he debuted. You know, AJ had a good showing; he didn't win it, but he still had a a strong Rumble showing. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it would have needed to be something along those lines. But no, you're you're 100 right, and, and and I think they did it the right way. And it coming down to Punk and and Cody, I thought they did that masterfully. Like they basically, kind of the same way Cody and Gunther did the year before. They basically had a match after, you know, and and both both did a great job. It just, you know, it, it's unfortunate what happened happened. Like I'm glad Cody won. Don't that, that not that part. Like I think Cody should have won, and I I think Cody needs to now face Roman and finish the damn story. But you know, unfortunately, we found out on Monday night. CM Punk tore his tricep and is going to be missing about four to six months. And unfortunately, the WrestleMania match that they were trying to basically literally limp towards with, with Seth Rollins to, to, to get the match in the ring, they're not going to be able to get in the ring because CM Punk's hurt. I honestly believe this is probably the best case scenario for CM Punk because I think when he comes back, it's going to be even bigger and you won't have the focus of what Cody has going on to distract for it. So I think I think it's going to be a bigger deal for him next year because he'll probably end up winning the Rumble next year. But 
in the meantime, it just seems like every single time this guy steps in the ring, he fucking tears something. I feel bad for him. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just a matter of you know. I mean, rust. You know what I mean? Still, yeah, even yeah. even when he came back to AEW stuff, like everything was fine. But you know, he got hurt multiple times, and he worked two. He know. did work two house show matches. Like he was working some live events. He worked. He was working Dom on a couple live events. So he got some work in the yeah. ring. It just, I, I don't know. But it could just be. It could, honestly, it could just be just unfortunate yeah. fucking shitty luck. Yeah, yeah. It's probably what it is. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like it's not like he. You know, I don't know. He's in has been in horrible shape for ten years. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, maybe um, maybe it'll take some time. Oh my gosh, dude! So you know, he had that whole thing with McIntyre. I thought I thought the the promo that, and I guess well here let's let's finish up with Cody. Do you guys have any other thoughts on Cody winning the Rumble? The only thing is, like they, CM Punk and Cody had a great match at the end. Yeah, I was just disappointed. Like it was not. It was predictable. Like, you knew it was coming down to those two. Yeah. I just wanted something. Like, I like the Royal Rumble for the surprises. Mm-hmm. The, but there wasn't any. It was just, it was just a match. But they had some, just, we talked about it, though. They had some wow. entertaining stuff with Truth in there. We got Andrade, which hey. was a surprise. Entertaining, yes, but I love the Royal Rumble for the surprises. But you, but you, you got. Well, I I didn't see, I, I didn't get I them. That's the, I think that's the problem with the Royal Rumble. Like I, I yeah, surprises are great and everything. They rely too like, much on that. Too much on. like on them, and yeah. like, like yeah. the focus should be on like okay, who's going the main event or something? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Even, even like I know they did it again this year thing, but like I like how they did the women's to where they didn't say who's the, here's the final four, like you know like final four is always yeah. gonna be set up. Yeah, they didn't really have that. They went down to three. The men's they did. You who was I mean? the final? Like, who was just, the final four in the men's again? Uh, Gunther and McIntyre. McIntyre, yeah, Gunther and, and Punk, Cody. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Which we, I think we all had Cody and Punk, and then Riley had Gunther. I had Gunther too. I had Gunther. Had Gun- yeah, you had Gunther as well. So you had Gunther. I was the only one that I had Priest and Shinsuke as the other two. So I I lost some on that. But um, yeah, I mean, I it, it I I get what you, I I totally agree with you, Riley. I mean, it, it the surprises are a lot of fun, and I I think that's that's kind of been a staple in the Rumble. But I can also see Kevin's point where it it, it did kind of become a crutch for a while. And it does kind of take away from the thing that I liked about this rumble is you really did not like, even though you knew it was going to come down to probably one of three or four guys, you didn't know which one of those three or four guys was going to actually get the win. Like they did a great job of disguising, disguising it. So I, you thought that it was going to be punk. I don't think they Gunther. did. See, I thought they I did. I thought they, they did, did a great job. Oh, look, there's only been three people that have won back-to-back Royal Rumbles. Will Cody be the fourth? <laughs> yeah, that to me I'm like, oh, Cody's going to win. Yeah. And as but, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah. I I didn't really know it until Punk hit that line where he goes, "I didn't wait 10 years to lose to Dusty's kid." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. he's go- he's going over the top rope now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> Anytime somebody talks shit like that, usually they get dumped right after or, so, or get pinned right after. So, um, but yeah, like it, it, I, it was fun though. I still enjoyed it. You know, I liked Cody pointing to Roman up up in the up in the sky. But now Monday Night Raw comes along. Now see the the whole thing with CM Punk happens to where now his. His tricep is torn. He had the thing with like I thought his promo that he delivered before McIntyre came out was amazing. I I thought that was probably next to the pipe bomb. That might have been one of his best promos ever. It was very mm-hmm. raw. It was very real. What he had to say about his friend battling cancer, I thought was heart wrenching. And the fact that he's like this is a flesh wound compared to what he's going on. It just it gave him perspective that I think that like related to everybody like, yeah, you know what? I probably have some shit going on in my life too, but compared to that, it's a flesh wound. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I like that. He, you know, kind of used it as a positive. Like I'm not down on myself because I know that there are worse things in this world. And then the whole thing with McIntyre happened. And I don't know if you guys have seen some of the shit that McIntyre has done since this, he posted a video yes. of him doing a tricep workout and saying, I got to make sure to work them triceps. And then he had a line in there that I thought was hilarious, but it was like a tongue in cheek. What did he say? It was something like, <clears throat> oh, I got to shred my tricep or something along those I'm lines. Gonna look, I'm going to look up. I'm gonna go off if this was on Riverside, I would have had the video pulled up so we could all watch it together. But unfortunately, we're not on Riverside, so I can't do that. <laughs> but it it was just great, man. And and like um he I, I love this character and how he's like fully just kind of gone into it. And the fact that oh, yeah. he attacked Punk on the way out and you know and, and Punk allowed him to do that too, which is it's ballsy, but so there so there okay, so there was a video on WWE.com of Cody and Punk backstage after after Punk came back and he's saying that Cody finished the story or whatever. So Drew retweeted it with a picture of him like creeping at the ring apron with <laughs> <laughs> just his face. And then um Okay, then there's another one that was WWE posted Get Well Soon CM Punk and like a picture of Punk in the arm wrestling. And Drew retweeted Michael Jordan from the last dance laughing at the iPad. You know what I mean? Yeah. The um Somebody talking about him or whatever. So he retweeted that. Oh. <laughs> CM Punk's WrestleMania made event 2024 to 2024 at the gravesite. And it's, you know, the guy with the peace sign. Yeah. yeah. That meme or whatever. But Drew put his face on the guy. <laughs> when he said that he, like, when he, when he gave that impassioned speech to Punk and then he goes, I prayed for this to happen. I was like, oh, shit. Like that was awesome how he how he yeah. built that up and then tied into that like that was like where has this Drew McIntyre been his whole WWE run because this guy is amazing like that perfectly done and just some of the stuff that he's been doing I encourage you if you haven't seen it yet it's on TikTok but it's on like WWE's official like just just find it it's it's Drew McIntyre in the gym and he's he's doing a tricep workout and he takes some pretty some pretty veiled and not so veiled shots at punk while he's doing it, which is like, hilarious. And it zooms in on his tricep going up and down. And like, just some of the stuff, like he posts a picture of like him and punk, like face to face or whatever, like from the raw before the rumble. Mm-hmm. And he just, his comments, it's like, 
Because Punk's obviously a lot shorter, and his comment says, say it to my chest. (laughs) 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 Like, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, it, it it was it was yeah, it was pretty well done. And then you know Monday Night Raw, you know, and we got a lot more questions. So then you know Cody and and Seth had their back and forth, where Seth basically begged Cody to go after him instead of going after Roman. Then Cody said he'll think about it, but apparently Cody's supposed to be on SmackDown tomorrow, so we'll we'll see what happens there. I and again, I think that this, I th- I'll, I I think they're just trying to play games, right? I think they're I I don't think they know quite what they want to do because the injuries to Punk and even the potential injury to Seth and, and everything I think has kind of thrown what's happening with the WWE championship in or not the, the world championship kind of in, in flux right now. So I think they want to try to figure out what their plan is for that before Cody makes his final decision. But I have no doubt in my mind that his final decision will be to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Like, I, I really do not see any other scenario playing out there. I think everything else, again, is just bullshit to, to distract you into thinking that something else is going to happen that's not going to happen. Because I think the plan is for Cody to win that match, but they don't want us to know that until it's it's time. No, that, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic what they did. Because now it's like, okay, we know uh, Seth is injured. Is this a way to get the title off of him, having Cody take it, and keep Roman Reigns' streak going? Or is it just all just nonsense, and he's going to face Roman Reigns? And now I have no idea. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I honestly, like, they did a good job. Seth Rollins did a good job of putting over the World Heavyweight Championship over the Universal Championship. Basically, he did. You know he really mean? did. Yeah. Like this is the title now. He like, kind of made. That, he kind of made it make sense too. You're like, eh, he makes a point. Yeah, like I just think Cody would be the title. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So. But that's still um, not the title that that Dusty never held, though. And I think that's what it's going to boil down to: is Roman is still holding the title with the lineage that, that Dusty didn't hold. And I think that's right. that's still going to be what, what drives Cody to, to make that choice. I am... Um, man, I keep... And, and this is a good thing, but I keep going really back and forth on it because part of me still thinks that Roman is leaving WrestleMania as champion. He could. going to be champion. Even if he faces Cody, I think I think it's going to happen. I, I got a scenario for you, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I, um, if I was going to predict right now, I would say that Cody is going to challenge Roman, whether he wins or not. I don't know yet. Yeah. Um, and I think what's going to happen with world title is that obviously they're I wouldn't say they're scrambling they're just trying to think of something and if it's not going to be anything like marquee like I have like a theory who's going to main event night one like I think night I think night one's going to be Rhea and Becky because I think Bailey's going to challenge for the WWE championship but you don't think Nia's going to have anything to do with that storyline So you think that's going to pay off at Elimination Chamber, maybe, Nia and... Probably. 
Yeah. Okay. But I think I think Becky her will main event, and I think Becky wins. So do you think it'll be maybe Maybe. Jade versus Nia at the main? Could be, possibly. Okay. But I think I think that's that'd be my pretty high prediction as as of now. Like everything, I think could change. Yeah, without a doubt. In a heartbeat, because you know, I mean, especially media time, like yeah, a lot of stuff is not set in stone. It it changed a lot. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't know with the world title. Um what they're going to do, what they can do. I think, I think it's going to go back to also to where it's like, I honestly, I could see Jay challenging for the world title. Yeah. That could. was my other, th- that was my theory of like him not facing Jimmy because they could throw Jay into that world title picture. Yeah. Um, I mean the, the elimination chamber is three weeks away. So it, it it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. And I, and I think that I think knowing what happens with the elimination chamber will probably answer a lot of the questions. Like maybe the IC title goes up for grabs in the elimination chamber. Maybe that's a way to get off of Gunther, and that puts Gunther in the path to go towards the world championship. Maybe you know, maybe maybe somehow Jay ends up winning that. Where's Priest fit into all this? Because he still has that Money in the Bank briefcase that he could cash in at any point in time. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's so many things up in the air right now. And, and I like that because I don't want to be like as much as they have enough time to build towards WrestleMania. They have the entire month of March into April to to really hone in the stories and build the stories to Mania. February could definitely just be a month that's just kind of in flux where you don't know where the, what the fuck's going on. And I'm totally fine with that because I, at the end of it, I think I'm going to be entertained either way. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, here's a scenario for you, okay? Let's say Cody does pick Roman, okay? They've been talking so much about how close Roman is to passing Hulk Hogan. They've, they've acknowledged it on TV. They've talked a lot about it, okay? He has to hold that title through SummerSlam to do that. Let's say Cody and Roman go once again, WrestleMania. Same scenario, Cody gets fucked out of the match, right? Solo, Jimmy... Or hell, maybe they they bring somebody from you know, maybe they bring Tom, Tama Tom, Toma Tonga or like somebody somebody else from like the the family like out of nowhere, right? And they screw they screw him out of the match, and that leads to them going against each other at SummerSlam for the third and probably final time with the streak on the line, beating Hogan's streak on the line. Everybody thinks Roman's going to win it, and Cody ends up getting the win at SummerSlam. Like I can totally see that scenario playing out. You know, maybe he doesn't get the win at Mania, but he'll get it at SummerSlam. What, what do you guys think about that? Um, I think in order for that, like I think he ends up having to win Money in the Bank, maybe. And so I can see Roman being like not giving him another title shot. Um, so I, I mean, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, or or it's one of those things where he builds up to where you know he like has to earn it in a way that makes it undeniable. But then Roman's like, "This is your last shot. If you don't beat me with this one, you never get a shot again." Like one of those type situations, kind of almost the same, almost almost kind of like the same way you know he built up to MJF, but maybe not you know taking ten lashings in the back or anything like that. 
like something along those lines where he has to like he has to jump through a shit ton of hoops just to not not so much like like he has this past year with like the Roman or with the Lesnar feud and different things like that more or less like Roman's putting obstacles in his way he has to overcome those obstacles to get that shot at SummerSlam because you got what April May June July you got about three and a half four months for him to overcome obstacles to get that final opportunity and it be its last. And so it's billed as Cody's final opportunity and Roman over surpassing Hulk Hogan championship streak and having that on the line. Like I, I like that, 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 that's a hell of a, I mean, that's a hell of a, a build, you know what I mean? <laughs> to, to have. So, yeah. I mean, I, it, I would, I would just be disappointed. If Roman loses at SummerSlam, like, why did we just waste all this time with him having the title just to be three days short of breaking it's, his record? His title yeah, hasn't been, no, his title it, reign has not been a waste of time. Like it's not yet. It's and, not and, yet. But that's not. But that's the I'm thing. Saying, though. I, I that, think if he wins, I think if he wins at Mania. This year, um, as long as he's healthy, he'll hold it until he's WrestleMania 41. I don't think so. I think he loses the SummerSlam. Here's the thing. If Hogan was the point-blank period, the longest reigning world heavyweight champion of all time, okay, I can I can see your point, Riley. But Hogan's, what, third on the list behind Pedro Morales and, and – uh, and Bruno San Martino, like he's not even, he's not. He, no, Bob Backlund. Or Bob Backlund, yeah. So he's or no, he's no, he's he just he just passed. He um, passed Backlund, and Hogan's third on the list. No, Backlund had it longer. Hogan. Okay, so then, oh, so then he passed Pedro, and he it's Pedro. He's fourth. So it's he's Bruno. So it's Bruno Backlund, and then Hogan. Yeah, because he he yeah. did pass. He passed Bruno's second. Because Bruno's second read. Right. He's over a thousand. So days. regardless of that, though, it doesn't really matter because he's not going to be the number one uh, on the list. So that it's and, not. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with that because those guys that were number one, when were they? What what decade was that in? Hogan was in the 80s and 90s. Not, I'm not talking about Hogan. Hogan's number three. Number one. Who's number one? It's what Bruno. Yeah, Bruno San Martino. That was that was, that was six. That was 63 to 71. Yeah. Sixty-three to seventy-one. And then how much of was, that was on? I, I don't know how much of that was on TV. How much of Romans has been on TV? He's yeah, wrestled. come on, come on, like we're <laughs> like, wrestling, wrestling every month in the garden. Yeah, like it's not the same. Like you, you can't make me. It's not the same. But can't not, tell me. But yeah, it's not, sure, it's not the same it for, for it's not the, years and... it's not the same for Hogan either though. Hogan's reign wasn't televised every week. They didn't have yeah. Monday Night Raw during yeah. Hogan's championship reign. It's it's not the same. But that's what I'm saying. I I think they're you, I think they're... you can argue it, but you you're not going to change my mind. Of course, Hogan, what I'm saying it's not a waste. It's Hogan's, not a waste of time. Hogan's... Hogan was wrestling 300 some days a year though. Yeah, it just wasn't just because it wasn't televised. So right. Yeah, it, it's it it'll. In my mind, it'd be a waste of my time. Well, but it's a but, does, but it's a different goes, era, a different time. Yeah. Because you didn't like Hogan had to do that. You know what I mean? Like to to get the machine going and make it the yeah. money and everything. You know what I mean? Like Roman and, doesn't have to. And Roman Roman has made himself an attraction. Like Roman 
has become appointment television. When you see Roman Reigns is going to be on SmackDown, you are more likely to tune into SmackDown because you want to see Roman Reigns. He has built himself as an attraction. The Bloodline storyline has has and- dominated WWE for the past however many months. He's made stars like Jimmy Jimmy and Jay Uso. He's ma- he's turned them into bigger stars. He's turned Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn into bigger stars. He's introduced Solo Sokoa and made him a big star. He's had other guys that have been along this path on this championship run that he's elevated and put in a big spot. There's no no matter when this ends, there, there's no way you can convince me that his championship reign has been a waste of time, whether he passes Hogan's <laughs> streak number <laughs> or not. I'm telling you, I'm saying if it is like three days before this streak, it's a waste of time. But that's what makes it more drama. You either either, either end it it now or beat Hogan. But that, made, but that but like, that but that makes don't it, drag it out. But like, that makes it it's more, already getting dragging out. That makes it, it more no, suspenseful no, 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 though. No. That may, that adds the suspense Please, because no. because you're no, gonna sit no. there. You, Royal Rumble comes around. It, let, let's say my scenario plays out and it's Cody versus Roman. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna think there's no way Roman's gonna lose because he's gonna pass that record because in the history of of when Triple H has taken over, Gunther has set new championship records. Roman has set new championship records. Every like. They've had the longest reigning of, of just about every championship because they've done a really good job of making the championships more important. So you're going to think, well, they've they've done it all this other time. There's no way Cody wins this match because they're going to have Roman surpass Hogan, but then Cody surprises you and wins? It's building the drama. It's building the suspense. It's, suspended, it's making you believe and that I'm going to be disappointed. You might be, but I. You might be. That's the what only I'm one. saying. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> okay. I'm not right. talking about everybody else. Right. I'm talking about me. Well, I'm um, sorry that would be disappointing for you, but I, I would be, no. I, I would be stoked if that's how it played out, especially Plus, if if SummerSlams in Cleveland and we could be there live to watch it. <laughs> well, what's gonna happen is that scenario is gonna happen. Cody's gonna face him at SummerSlam. The end. Yeah, yeah. He went off camera, <laughs> then he started to talk, and then he just randomly stopped talking. What the fuck? Oh, the end. Uh, no, I was. I actually closed the Discord. <laughs> um, oh my god. Technical difficulty. Sorry. All right. What no, were you and saying? Then, and, and, then, and then Hogan. Hogan's gonna turn on Cody. Hogan. Hogan from a win, brother. Dude, all the people that thought Hogan was gonna be in the Royal Rumble, like, dude, he's he. Dude, he just did a little voiceover thing. I know. Because they were in Tampa, um, and that's where he's from. Or that's where he lives. Real quick, last thing about Roman, as far as why I think this has been tremendous, is that everybody says, well, he's become what he hates. You know, the whole Brock, how he shit on Brock Lesnar for never being there, and this and that and everything. Yeah. What? uh, How smart of him. Because... He's become what he you know. He's become. He, it's just. It's just. It's so smart because of. Um, it's such a dickish heel thing to do. You know what I mean? Like mm. he's he he's basically just contradicting himself. Yeah. And but just adds to it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see? Uh, he posted a, a TikTok earlier today. Roman Reigns and I. Dude, I have to tell you guys this story because it's freaking hilarious, right? So I, I see this TikTok and it's and it's a clip of him on ESPN with Stephen A. Smith, um, and they crossed out Steve's like top list or whatever, and it was Roman's. 
and he's talking about his like power rankings of the NFL, and he put the, the Kansas City Chiefs at number two. So he's talking about the Chiefs, and he goes, number one are my San Francisco 49ers. And you see Stephen A. like, you know, react to it. And then then it clips to Roman, who to me looks like he's sitting on a cruise ship balcony going as the wise man would say, it's not a predi- it's not a it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Like basically he predicted that the Chiefs and the 49ers would be the two top NFL teams at the beginning of the season and he was highlighting that. So I I um I commented on it and I said Oh, it looks like our tribal chief is on a cruise right now. And I was checking my TikTok and I had a like from Roman Reigns. And I got super excited until I clicked on it and realized that some asshole had stolen Roman's photo and put Roman Reigns, but it was a different account. So it wasn't actually Roman that liked the tick, the, the, the comment. It was somebody oh. else that was pretending to be Roman. But the oh post actually God. came from Roman. But, dude, you're I got so, such a 56-year-old woman. I got so excited. Oh, I thought Roman posts. I thought Roman liked my my uh, my comment. But oh my God, you're you're like yeah, you're like the 56-year-old woman who thinks that um, you know uh, <laughs> Peter Frampton accepted her friend request on Facebook or something. Well, the difference is I, I looked right away to verify before I got too excited and realized it wasn't really him and knew it. And I, di- I didn't get taken for hundreds of dollars for Roman Reigns to go on his cruise. But, um, but yeah, man, I, it, it just... <sighs> it's 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 crazy to think of the different things that could potentially happen. But, yeah, I, I mean, there, there's no way that it's... His 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 reign is not going to be a waste of time. Basically, what, basically what Jason through. is saying is, calm the fuck down, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, before we wrap this up, oh, uh, anything about AEW? Did you guys catch Dynamite last night? Do you anything you want to say about it? Who, who fucking yeah. cares? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the ranking systems came back today. Did anybody go pop up on their website to see who who's ranked? Swerve's number one contender. Is he? Yeah. I like it. Swerve. Yeah. I like those. I don't I don't like the whole like I mean, the records and stuff are cool and everything, but I do like like the rankings and stuff. I, I, I don't mind that. It's different. You know what I mean? It's old school. I think it's kind of kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't I don't mind. I don't mind that. The whole like, oh, he's got this record and this and that. Like and that's eh. I know it's kind of the same, but I, I think rankings and stuff are cool. So Yeah. Well, it's uh, interesting because yeah. it says men's can men's champions, and it has Joe, Christian, Orange, and Eddie, and then it says contenders. But it, it's like it's saying that these guys are apparently contenders for all. They can be contenders for all four of the champions. So it's kind of like the champions are like the top of the top, and then you got like basically you start with like top contenders of non you're non champions you know so, what i mean so like, the the trio champions are the acclaimed and daddy ass but the bullet club gold are the number one contenders they're they're, yeah. they're in a faction together <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah oh man all right all right well i don't know um i'm that that's already confused me more than i want to be confused I guess for the day you know, so the only, the only thing i guess good out of it is that Next week we get Swerve Hangman three on Dynamite, and um, Winter faces Smojo at Revolution for the title. I like it. I like <laughs> it. And because they're the top two contenders, top number one, number two contenders, so they're going at it. And then makes sense. Sting, 
Sting and Darby Allen going for the tag titles. Yeah. So Ricky I guess stocks and Big Bill. Yeah. So I can see them winning and then probably losing to Young Bucks. So if you if you want to listen to something hilarious, go back and listen to click this podcast from last week and just listen to Kevin Nash completely shit on an entire episode of AEW that he watched. It is freaking hilarious. I will do that. <laughs> It is hilarious. Like he, they don't even like really open the show. Like he just gets into it. He's like, I can't believe I spent two hours of my life watching this show. And he like oh. he he doesn't even call like certain people by name. It's it's because it, he doesn't know their names. But it's it's really funny. If, if you ever and, I, and to plug Kevin Nash, if you ever wanted to listen to some great Kevin Nash, just like um, Sean Oliver has these timelines of WWF and WCW throughout the years, and he has somebody you know, go through the entire year. Kevin Nash does like 1995 in the WWF and he does like 1997 in WCW. Awesome shows. Like I, I could just, I could let Kevin Nash, like I can listen to for like 10 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's, he's a, he's a good listen. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, anything else we want to mention then before we close this out? RVD. Oh yeah. RVD did show up to mm-hmm. face where, I, I was a little um, disappointed. I watched AEW uh, yeah. Dynamite. Um, I wasn't gonna you watch just the whole say thing. Go fuck, fuck AEW. Yeah, well, I stand by that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, uh, Hangman picked Swerve's opponent. And Swerve picked Hangman's opponent, and Hangman wasn't gonna tell Swerve what his opponent was. But he's like, "Yeah, but you're not gonna last." Four minutes and twenty seconds against yeah. the guy I pick, and you have and to wait like, the whole fucking show to find out who it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my first thought was like, "Oh, did is Matt Riddle going to AEW?" Oh, okay, okay. So I watched the whole thing just to see who it was. They hooked me in, and I'm like, "Oh, Rob Van Dam's not a bad pick, but no, he's not going to win." Oh, oh, speaking of hook, shout out the hook with the D12 shirt. Yeah, <laughs> he had the D12 <laughs> shirt on. That was cool. Um. Yeah, I, I knew – so when he said the 420 line, I, I was with you. I wasn't sure. But then when I when I saw the other clip where he said you're going to have to wait the whole effing show to find out who it is, I knew it was Rob Van Dam because that was, that oh, was yeah. a Rob Van Dam being the – you know, he's the whole fucking show. Like that was uh, – so I, I knew then. So then I was like, okay, I knew who this was going to be. But, but yeah, you're right. It was just a 420 reference. It could have gone either way with those two guys. And I had just listened to an interview with Riddle on Chris Van Vliet and he is talk he talks about how he's you know just trying to work like different places and stuff like that and he's he's enjoying not being under the pressure of being in WWE and and things of that nature and that his exit from WWE was just as much his fault as anything else and he acknowledges that so but anyway all right well yeah that's really all we got to say about that. So I told you we weren't going to talk too much AEW, but, uh, you know, very heavy on the Royal Rumble. Let us know what you think. Find us on X at Live Your Gimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. Uh, you know, leave us your thoughts. Tell us what you thought about the Royal Rumble, what you think about what's going on in WWE going forward, what's going to happen with championship matches. We'd love to get your feedback. You can do so by leaving a comment on the uh, YouTube post. You can leave a comment on Spotify if you listen to us that way, or you can leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. So make sure whatever you do, make sure you follow our channels, you know, however you decide to watch or partake in the show because it does help with algorithms and things like that. So it helps us move up and down the charts. So if you wouldn't mind, if you're listening to the show, click the follow button. You'll be notified whenever we have episodes and follow us on X at Live Your Gimmick. 
Uh, if you want to search TikTok, if you want to search any of our other social medias, just search Gimmick Minute and you'll be able to find our show pretty easily. So you'll see the logo and all that fun stuff. So that being said, I really got nothing else. So I am happy to wrap this show up. So unless you guys got anything that you want to chime in with, I mean, Kevin disappeared from camera a long time ago. So at least he's, I think, still here vocally. But you guys have anything you want to chime I haven't seen you on camera the whole time. Really? Yeah, it says your camera. Riley, have you seen Jason on camera? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it the whole time. Just you, bud. Oh. One of these days, we're going to get Kevin actually using a computer, and uh, hopefully we can get him on a, get him <laughs> off his phone to record the show. Okay, I'm going to screen. I'm screenshot and show you. I'm not saying I don't believe thing. you, but I think the problem's on your end, not on my end. <laughs> I don't know. I've been recording like this for the three and a half fucking years we've been doing the show, and I don't know if all of a sudden... And it's been an issue for all three and a half years, and I bring it up constantly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, I'm just fucking with you, man. It's fine. All right. Anyway, uh, well, hey, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Really appreciate it. Um, hope you guys really um, hope you guys really enjoyed it. Give us your feedback, please. And f- till next week, my name is Jason for Riley and Kevin, reminding you, Smarks out there, to be a fan and always live your gimmick. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. Pizza. I had pizza for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, by the way. I forgot. <laughs> ah, I Dynamite. remember. Dynamite drop in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. Go fuck yourself. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for that.